Welcome to Paycor's Need to Know podcast. It's our quick look at a single subject in the world of HR, payroll, and every area of employee management. It's what you need to know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Need to Know podcast. We're talking about the Department of Labor overtime changes, and we're talking today with Tim Ruge, part of Paycor's product management team. You've presented on this a lot, but we should say from the outset, not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. This is not considered legal information in any way, shape, or form. That's correct. And uh, I like to say whenever I start talking about the Department of Labor that every organization has their own fingerprint. So uh, we'll give you really great high level information during this time, uh, but know that there might be specific information that affects your organization that you might have to do some deep diving into. Okay, fair enough. Uh, So let's start with the basics, which is these overtime changes have finally been decided upon. Uh, They're going into effect December 1st of 2016. Tell me what kind of a little bit of background. What were they before and what are the, what are the changes now? Uh, so uh, this, this rule was last updated in 2004. And when it was updated, the rule was that any employee who earns $23,600 per year must be paid uh, overtime uh, for any hours worked above 40, if you, work under, if you make under that amount. This is hourly and salary. That's correct. Um, And so typically you're not used to paying a salaried person for overtime work. That's part of being a salaried employee. And that threshold has been so low that it hasn't really affected a lot of employees over the last 10 years. And so uh, for the first time since 2004, the Department of Labor has uh, now issued a final rule that takes effect on December 1st that has raised that number to $47,476 per year. So in layman's terms, what that means is now any employee who makes uh, under $47,476 per year must be paid overtime for any hours they work above 40. Okay. Uh, There's also something called the duties test. What you just described was what they call the salary test. There's also something called the duties test. That did not change, but is still in effect. What is that? Yeah, so the duties tests are just uh, tests that you have in effect that uh, uh, determine whether or not someone should be a non-exempt employee or whether they should be an exempt employee. Uh, and uh, those have not changed as a result of this. So um, things like um, do they have to lift heavy equipment or is their job, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, more of a blue collar or white collar job, um, these have not changed. So what you really need to know is it's important to look at the salary that they make and then make some assessments based on, on that figure. And job title doesn't cover it. What they're, they're calling it because duties test because what is the work this person's doing? You've got it. That's exactly right. Now you're going to have to look at all the different jobs that you have in your organization and determine, you know, you, you might have jobs that um, you have to totally update the job description as a result of this change. Um, and we can go into that as we talk more about it. All these changes go into effect December 1st. And are we talking any organization? Do nonprofits have to worry about this? It's a good question. So the way that you have to think about this is it's not about the industry that you're in. It's about the job or the duties assigned to this person. So a nonprofit is affected by this. They can be affected by this. So and we expect nonprofits to be one of the most highly affected groups because there are a lot of organizations that uh, that have uh, people in nonprofits who maybe don't make a lot of money and they work a lot of hours because their whole drive is to do fundraising, go to events at night. Um, and so they're going to be one of the most affected groups out of any group. Um, if I'm sitting in a nonprofit's shoes, there are a lot of options that they have, but in most cases, they're going to have employees who are affected. All right, let's talk about two things. One is how to find out who's affected, who's looking at overtime. And then the second one is what decisions are employers going to have to make and what discussions are they going to have to have with their employees 
as these rules come into effect? That's a loaded question. That's a, that's a lot of things. Well, let's, let's get into uh, how we figure out who's coming into overtime. Sure thing. This, like a lot of compliance regulations, ACA, some other things, comes back to timekeeping. So tell me what organizations need to be doing for timekeeping right now to make sure that they have information they need. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll take it a step back, Steve. Just um, uh, what I like to say to people is there are three things that every organization has to do to start planning for this. The first thing is understand if they are affected. And you can do that if you're a Paycor client today by running a report that we've created called the Department of Labor Employees Affected Report. That report will give you all of the information that you need to determine do you have employees who fall under that salary threshold, who are exempt employees, um, and uh, who have uh, different jobs or different locations that could be affected by this. All that information is in one report. So that's number one. Find out, am I affected? Number two, use that same report to understand which of your employees are affected. So every employee in your organization won't be affected by this but there's probably a subset of them that are, right? And so you need to know which of your employees are affected, and once you know which of those employees are affected, that's when you get into the timekeeping piece. That's when you start to figure out a way to track those employees' hours and understand them today, because you need to have the data on the hours these employees work to make the best decision for your organization when you're considering all the options that are available to manage this change. What should Paycor clients be doing product-wise to get ready for this type of need? Yeah, so today, download the, the report that we've created in Reporting and Analytics, the, D, the Department of Labor Employees Affected Report. Understand if you're affected, understand which of your employees are affected. At that point, my recommendation is to look at implementing a time and attendance solution as soon as possible to start tracking affected employees' hours and even track employees' hours who um, are close to being affected. So that way you have some way of understanding what types of hours these people work. In some cases, that's going to be a little bit strange because you're going to be asking potentially salaried people to punch in and out every day so you can understand their hours. We get that that's strange, but employers are going to have to start doing this across the board as a result of this change. It's a change that everyone's going to be doing. It's not just you. And so we, we have the ability for you to have salaried people punch in and out every day and not have those hours transition to payroll, still pay them a salary, but just track those hours in a very accurate way so that as you're trying to compile all this data, you know that Steve works 46 hours per week and that Tim works 44.5 hours per week, having that data is the most critical aspect of making sure that you handle these well, and Paycor Solutions can help you do it in a um, really accurate and efficient way. So one of the areas that people are saying is going to be greatly affected by this are restaurants, other areas where the, the job duties are murky at best because you're asking people to do a lot of different things in a lot of different places and all that kind of stuff. Um, some of those places use a POS system for their timekeeping, some and some other organizations have, boy, they might still have paper and pencil timekeeping. What do they need to be doing? Yeah, if, if you're a restaurant, um, you know, first of all, this is going to affect you almost as much as it affects a nonprofit because you probably have managers who come in who earn under that threshold, and they might work six or seven days per week, and you have no idea what hours they work. They could be working 70 or 80 hours, and that's going to have a huge, huge impact on somebody's bottom line. Um, and so, again, you got to know how many hours those salaried people who are managers are working now. So you got to track that. Um, if I am sitting um, in a restaurateur's shoes right now or a franchisor's, um, shoes figuring out what to do. One of the reports that we have is, you know, um, we transfer, you, you import the hours that your employees works 
into payroll to make sure that people are paid the correct amount. And so our report is able to take those hours and compile that data with the salaried information for these people, with the overtime rate that you would typically pay these people, with their FLSA status. It all, in, it all comes together inside of our employees affected report. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a restaurateur, your next steps are start tracking those managers' hours in some way, even if it's through your POS system, even if it's by hand, track their hours, and then um, find a solution like Paycor where you can uh, import those hours into our payroll. One, you're paying people accurately. Two, you've got the data all in one report that you can make the best decision for your organization when it comes to all the options available for you. Let's wrap up this segment of the podcast with the good old, if you have questions, call your Paycor specialist and we'll work everything out. So the other aspect of this, of these overtime rule changes are the discussions an employer is going to have to with employees because employers have some decisions to make. Um, do they raise salary levels for certain employees? Do they change some employees from salary to hourly? Do they limit overtime hours? Maybe that's, you know, one of the, one of the bases for this rule is the, the government wants you to hire other people. So, so one person's not working so much overtime and, and perhaps, you know, more jobs are created. I mean, we can debate whether that's going to happen or not. And, but regardless, there are some decisions that are going to have to be made and there are some discussions that are going to have to be made because this can affect a person's mindset. I was salaried and now I'm hourly. This feels kind of like a demotion to me. Yeah. What, what, are some of the, what are some of the decisions? What are some of the discussions that are going to have to be done? Yeah, I'll start by saying this, this is where the every organization has its own fingerprint becomes totally valid because you have to look at the goals of what your organization wants to do with this thing. And um, I've, I've literally spoken to thousands of employers at this point over the last six to 12 months, no, thousands. Um, and, uh, you know, what I've heard is CFOs or business people say, what's the best way for me to not have my costs rise? And th there's an option for that. You can transition your salaried employees to an hourly rate. And when you do that, then there's going to be the option of making sure that uh, you manage those people's hours correctly, but that you keep them whole. They're getting paid as much as they were before. You're paying as much as you were before, but they're now not salaried. They're now hourly. That's a tough discussion. There are other organizations that I've talked to. I was with an HR manager last week and she stood up in this room of 100 people and she said to the group, there is no way I'm gonna tell my people that I'm gonna transition them from a salary to an hourly rate. That's gonna feel like a demotion to them. So instead, I'm gonna try and find all the ways where I can bump my employees up to this threshold, 47,476, and then I don't have to track their hours and they're gonna, I'm gonna give them a raise. They're gonna feel really happy about that. If, if the money's there, that sounds great. Ironically, I'm sitting in this room and another business owner who's, who's in this room with 100 people, she stands up and she goes, there's no way that, that someone in my position is going to do that because if someone makes $40,000 a year and you're telling me I have to give them a $7,000 raise just because of this, if there's a more efficient way for me to manage this and, and I don't have to, to give that person a raise, that's what I'm looking for. And so it depends on the person you talk to. It depends on the goal of the organization. But just, just to concisely answer that question, there's really four options that we see employers have. First, uh, like I just mentioned, you can raise your employees' salaries up to the threshold. And if you decide to do that, you don't have to pay them uh, overtime hours. You don't have to track their hours anymore. They are now exempt as a part of this. Again, depends on the employee. You're probably not going to give a $30,000 employee a $17,000 raise just to not have to, to keep track of their hours. That would make for one very happy employee. That would. If we're looking at employee engagement solutions, that seems like a pretty positive one. 
Um, what you could do is you could also take employees and if they make a salary, you can um, find out how many hours they typically work and then you can change them from a salary to an hourly rate. You can bake in the overtime hours that you're expecting them to work and the overtime pay that you would have to pay them into that hourly rate and then you would just start having them clock in and out every day and you'd pay them hourly. Now that will feel like a demotion to a lot of employees. So you have to have a really good conversation with people about that. But at the end of the day, it is absolutely an option that's available to people and it is by far the most cost neutral option that exists. Um, you could limit overtime hours and limit's probably not the right word. It's really, you could go to your employees and mandate that, that or, or prohibit that they work overtime. And that's gonna require you to create new company policies. It's gonna require that you manage profusely the hours that people work. And what that doesn't do is it doesn't give you the ability to not pay people for overtime if they do work it. You still have to pay them if they work overtime. It's now a disciplinary issue once they start working those overtime hours. So yeah, it, it's an option and I've heard a lot of employers say they have to do that. There's a lot of work that goes into that, that is not easy um, and uh, it's important that you know all the steps required and we, we have a guide for that it's on paycorecom slash DOL it's called the essential employer conversation guide and um, you know the guide really covers all these scenarios these three I've talked about how you deliver that message to your employees but the mandate no overtime one is really good because we go into okay here are all the policies you're gonna have to put into place and here's how you should tell your employees uh, to manage it and if they tend if they happen to work above 40 hours a week here's how you manage to that um, the last thing I'll say too, Steve, uh, is that uh, what we could see employers do is hire additional help to make up for certain hours. Um, that's very, very possible for a lot of folks where they're just going to say, instead of paying the one and a half times for people, I'm just going to go hire someone additional to work these hours. It's totally possible, um, but you still have to manage and make sure that those people don't work above 40 hours per week, right? And, um, you know, you have to go hire. It, it's more than the cost of labor when you hire a new person, right? You have to potentially add benefits. You have to deal with the onboarding costs associated with bringing on a new employee, additional turnover, roles. There's a lot more that goes into that cost than just labor costs. So um, what I'm to wrap up, um, this is more administrative work for somebody who's trying to run a business. And, and Paycor can help in many, many ways. We've been working on this for a while. We've got some stuff on our website. We've got guys to download to help them in different areas. And we want to get them back to doing what they do best, whether it's painting houses, making cupcakes, creating computer code, and they're not tracking all this stuff together. Yep, that's totally true. Um, you know, we, we have what we're calling our DOL solution package. Uh, and the whole idea is this is really, really complicated. It's very challenging. There's a lot of decisions that have to be made. And let's face it, everybody who's listening to this is busy enough as it is adding a whole giant new regulation on your plate is it's it's a pain and so our DOL solution allows you to track and manage people's hours effectively and efficiently right and then if you ever get audited you have all those hours tracked check the box there good then we have what we call our HR on demand service where you can take you first of all you can get templates for new job descriptions new overtime policies new employee handbooks all the documentation that you're going to need to manage this effectively it's pre-created for you you make little updates you send it off to a certified HR professional and that person will review it for you and make sure that they feel like it's got everything that you need to protect yourself they'll send it back with edits once it's edited you you've got those documents in place it'll save you a ton of time so that's the 
the second piece, making sure you have company policies, you have job descriptions, everything updated, check the box there. We, we have that for people. Um, the last one is document signature. So you're going to have to really protect yourself and make sure that your employees are signing off on these new policies, that they're signing off on your new handbook, that they agree to the fact that they shouldn't be working more than 40 hours per week in some cases, or that they've seen and reviewed their job description and they understand it. All these policies you're going to want to share with your employees, you're going to want them to sign it, and then you're going to want to store it. Through Paycor Solutions, you can do that all electronically. Share, sign, and store all of these documents. Um, and so uh, check the box there. Now you've got the documentation, you've got the hours tracked, um, and you've got a way to make sure that um, the employees have seen it, they have signed off on it, and that you're protected. That's our DOL solution package. Um, and doing all that combined is going to save you a lot of time, but at the end of the day, what it really does is it makes sure that you're compliant. It sounds like this is what people need to know. Sounds good to me. Dan, thanks very Thank much. Thank you, Steve. The Need to Know podcast and its contents are the exclusive property of Paycor Incorporated and may not be distributed without prior written consent. The subject matter in this podcast should not be considered tax, financial, or legal advice. For more information about this subject or other employee management solutions, please contact your Paycor specialist or visit paycor.com. Thank you for your time. Thank you.